Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including The Dragon Prince, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Beatrice Murad. Hello. April Collins. Hi. And Ali Martin. Hey. The Dragon Prince Season 2 is here. Book 2 Sky dropped on Friday on Netflix, and we have binged the entire season. We'll be discussing the entirety, all nine episodes of Book 2 Sky, and we're very excited to get into everything from this second Dragon Prince season. Um, make sure you have watched uh, all of Season 2. Um, we are going to be t- getting into spoilers right away for, for the entire Season 2 of Dragon Prince, so... Make sure you've checked out all nine episodes on Netflix and then come back and listen to our reactions getting into spoilers right away. Uh, we talked about Dragon Prince season one previously and occasionally otherwise some other podcasts here at the Overly Animated Podcast. Find us at OverlyAnimated.com. We do have a Dragon Prince feed. Hopefully maybe get into some more frequent podcasts. We'll see. Search for Overly Animated Dragon Prince on iTunes. Or you can subscribe on our YouTube to not miss any of our podcasts. They get they all get cross-posted there at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. Um, yes, again, spoilers for all of Dragon Prince Season 2. We have a eventful nine episodes here to discuss. Let's start in v- general thoughts. Did you like the season? Uh, how excited were you watching it? Um, anything that jumps out at you? Beatrice, let's start here. I liked the season. Um, it had some strong moments. I, but I'm in this like weird position where I also think it's going slow. I think the, in general, just based on where we start, where we end, I just felt like for this season in particular, I felt like we didn't really go anywhere much with the plot, if that makes any sense. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the ride. It just felt like, I don't know. I felt like last season there was so much ground to cover with with um, just setting up the world, explaining all these characters, what's going on, and then with this one, it just kind of slowed down a little bit. I mean, granted, I ha- it maybe maybe the first. It's been a while since I watched the first season, but um, I, at least that's the emotion I felt where I was like, okay, like where's like the big moment? Where's the big moment? Like the big finale or the big middle? I don't know. I I, I was waiting for a big thing to happen and. I didn't think it happened for at least for our characters. It, I was waiting for something. And I mean, I guess there was, there was the, something big did happen, but not in the traditional sense of like giant thing, yeah. whatever. So, um, <laughs> but I, I liked what we saw and I still think this is a beautifully animated show. Um, and I love the world. I just kind of wish there was more. Um, I, I I don't know. This felt this could this is this is um book two, right? I felt like this could have still been part of book one. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like yeah. this and that and this and the previous season could have all been just one book, one book. And then we could have gone to another thing. Yeah, which which we know Netflix does sometimes. They break break seasons up. So I don't think right, you, right. yeah. you look at this as book one part two, maybe it's easier. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Okay. Uh, April, what'd you think of book two here? Um, I, I think I liked book two more than book one, um, because we, you know, we did layouts, a lot of groundwork in season one. And I feel like, like there was so much groundwork to lay out so we could fully establish this, um, like this world that we're in. And then with book two, it's like, okay, we've settled into the world and now we're sort of getting into like the dramas of everything. Um, There probably could have been a little bit more like action sequences and stuff like that. But I felt that the whole um, giant arc of like, you know, the king being dead, telling um, Callum and 
excuse me, Ezrin, you know, the truth and that whole thing. I thought that it was a good um, way to sort of help set up the estab- like the the relationships that were already established, but then further them even more so. Um, the animation, of course, is beautiful. I thought this season looked like even better than last season did. Um, I don't know if they did something differently yeah, or they if they just, they yeah, I, I was going to say, I think I read somewhere on in an article somewhere in the vastness of the internet that like they they changed something and it, yeah. i think they, it really they, they paid up, off. They up the frame rate a little bit yeah mm. yeah i think it's it really paid off because this season just looked stunning it was it was um beautiful uh and i i you know and i can see where where this season was slow compared to maybe even the first season or just that this is a continuation um i'm really excited to see where we go with next season and all like we've got you know even more characters which is good we're just further expanding um like just excited to see where this goes from here Nice, yeah. And maybe we'll get into some speculation a little bit towards the end. Uh, Allie, what do you think of season two? So Beatrice and April basically covered the it went pretty slow, but it was still enjoyable. I I definitely see why it went slow, but it kind of feels like the exposition book and like the we have to establish these characters more book. So in that sense, I think it's kind of justified, but it did feel, you know, a little too slow sometimes, but it definitely had moments where you know you had to pay attention and it it kind of grabbed your attention the only real complaint i have past what we will get to later is not enough sun elves and also well no the opposite of the complaint is just the animation looks great and i loved it but i do kind of wish more happened but at the same time i get why nothing kind of really did except for stuff with viren which we'll get to obviously yeah uh, well, Viren's most important, right? So, uh, the, Which kind of annoys me, but I get why. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, t- we'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah I, th- I think this is a, this was a very fun season of The Dragon Prince. This is just a fun show to binge, and uh, mm-hmm. it's it's, season, it's very fun to get immersed in the world. Season one was, um, I think, like it was fun. It had a lot of potential. It wasn't necessarily great, though. That was kind of the, where I was at with season one. And season two is um, a little bit better. Um, still really fun, still really immersed in the world. I think the characters uh, have improved a lot, uh, especially some characters that didn't uh, necessarily pop in season one. So I think that's really good. Um, but it didn't, you know, the potential isn't really realized yet. So it's a little frustrating because it's like clearly the show could be fantastic. And I think it's not yet, even after the season two. Um so, uh, it's only, only, only 18 episodes. So hopefully we'll, we'll be getting there soon. That being said, there were a solid four out of nine episodes, which I thought were pretty great this season, um, mm-hmm. which is an improvement over season one. Um, I think it's led by the fantastic backstory five and six episodes in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think yes. those are like yeah. by, by far the most interesting thing we've gotten yep. into in Dragon Man yeah. so yeah. far. Which is arguably a problem, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a similar thing I've had with, uh, Voltron actually, where it's like, uh, <laughs> the, most interesting, the most interesting episodes are the ones that have nothing to do with the main characters right. or aren't directly yeah. linked to the yeah. main characters. That, I've, I've yeah. had that exact uh, commentary about Voltron. I hope that's not going to be. I mean, I think these characters are better than Voltron characters, so I don't think that'll be yeah. an issue moving forward. But it, it was it was striking that uh, this this backstory with uh, a bunch of people we didn't know yet was the most interesting thing we got into in the show. But that being said, I do think yeah. um, there are also other episodes, including uh, the episode, Half Moon Lies episode two, really jumped out at me as uh, yeah. some some gorgeous storytelling involving our main cast here um and i agree that it's not like it 
moves is super fast. I think the beginning of the season kind of moves very fast, and then at the end we a little bit slow down. Um, and it is still kind of frustrating because Avatar and Korra, known for their um, just kind of spectacular season finales, huge eventful mm. ones. Aaron, co-creator of this show, wrote all of the Avatar ones. I guess not the book three, but um, like, and so you'd expect that the season finales here to maybe have a slimmer thing, and they haven't yet. They've more just been. Um, like stopping points like i don't breathe a lot happens in breathe the finale of the season but i don't think it's like spectacular or he doesn't feel huge or super substantial or anything so i that's something i'd really like to see come together more from the show like i think episode seven feels like more of a season finale for this fire and fury um like a bunch of big dragon action stuff yeah. and then we're yeah. like just uh downhill a little bit from from there in terms not in terms of quality but in terms of uh just uh, pacing and stuff um so uh i don't know if that's if, if that's a function of we're early in the story or if we're telling a story in a different way here um but uh, I, I i could definitely see that complaint uh that being said we are in zadia at the end of the season that's uh pretty fast i guess See two seasons. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mission. think they'd get there by the end. Yeah, so. I didn't think I, so either. That's like the saving grace. I think if they hadn't, <laughs> I would have been really mad. But they did. So I'm like, okay, so something big did happen. Um, but I mean, I will say, given like for instance, Avatar, like the seasons were really long. Yes, right, that's like the they were very long. Too. So that's yeah. the big thing. Like this is only like nine episodes per season. So yeah. maybe it's like they're for the big finales. There in Avatar was like there you waited a bit a long while for them yeah um yeah. and i think a lot of people i've seen still a little bit frustrated with the nine episode seasons um I, it's I'll, so odd <laughs> like yeah, nine nine versus ten you know whatever i i think I, here's what i'd say uh if if these were 20 episode seasons we'd definitely only get them once a year as is we're gonna oh, get God. these every this was five months after the last season that's pretty quick yeah. i think we're gonna get these every half a year now um i'm completely fine with that i would prefer that yeah so I don't know. It's it's but as long as, as long as like we don't sacrifice the quality of the show to meet that deadline because like mm-hmm. that would be really exciting to get episodes, you know, every 5 6 months or whatever, but if in that, you know, adventure they, you know, sacrifice make sacrifices along the way, then I don't want it. Like I I would have no problem waiting another year for the next, you know, for book 3 to come about, but you know, if as long as like we're gonna have something like substantial, yeah, and I think that's, that's why you do manageable chunks of episodes. Um, and it's certainly the show's animation and stuff doesn't feel rushed at all. I think uh, nope. Bardell and John Carlo are doing such a fantastic job with everything. I mean, if anything, I feel like the writing maybe seems a little, but uh, I don't know. I, that's I'm a little bit frustrated with the the writing a little bit. Still, I think the dialogue uh, is is not. Uh, necessarily where we want it to be yet it's it's a little yeah. um, blunt yeah. at times and mm-hmm. uh i feel like it's all simultaneously over and underwritten at parts um so mm-hmm. I, I i don't know that, that that that's a little bit worrying but i i think the show is like it doesn't even matter that much most times because it's just interesting what's happening and um it's it's like okay we'll say this blatant line but it's in service of something that we're doing so i, I kind of understand why why we do it in that way um i will say the memes are at least on point there were memes this season yes. yeah we'll get yeah. into the memes <laughs> and also the uh queer representation which is a big thing we talk about on this podcast yes so mm. we'll, we'll get into that as well and our feelings on that probably <laughs> good com- com- i have a lot of complex feelings. thoughts <laughs> i also yeah. have feelings i'd like to share <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay uh maybe maybe, maybe someone will uh, answer that in for my next question uh br- briefly what's what's your favorite thing from this season you know is it a- <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe someone won't answer that. A scene, a, a character, a plot, or an episode. Just say, what, when you're thinking, I knew, it's very recent that we just watched it, but what jump, what jumps out at you looking back on the season, Beatrice? Um, I'm not going to say what everyone expects me to say because <laughs> I know it's going to be said. So I'm going to go for something else. Um, I'm actually really like the moment where, because you know, it's in that episode in Heart of a Titan, there is that moment where I was like, oh, God, they did it. They did this thing. And I'm like, oh, I hate that they did this thing. But then there was the, the, the saving grace was they when they said, like, these mothers are legends. And I was like, oh, OK, now I have to think about this. And I just love that little moment leading up to like once they end that sort of backstory and they ended with these women just being celebrated, these mothers being celebrated. Because so often it's like the fathers are these heroic figures and whatever. And it's like the mom never gets her moment shine, even though she's like so precious. So I'm just like, yeah, you go, moms. I was so happy. Um, yeah, so that scene where we see the statues yeah. of the two of them. Yeah, and, and then and then yeah. Varen in the um, doing the voiceover, being like, they're they're legends. They're yeah. these they're 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 these mythical heroes now. They're no they're it's surpassed that. Um, so that was that was like really great. Nice. Um, so basically, still the moms, but okay. Um, but I mean, all <laughs> different aspects. Like, it. It's a different part of it. That's good. Okay. Uh, I've subverted myself. <laughs> um, I I'm also trying to, I guess, steer off the co- the course. Um, but I really loved Anya's character. Um, the fact that she's just like a young girl, and yet she's so strong. And I love that she used that against like. You know, she's in a room full of, you know, what they call themselves adults and everything. Um, and even like the one king who I can't remember his name. He he acted very like childish at times and Viren did too. But like she's just sitting there and she's just like, you know, oh, like you're all adults. And but yet you're piggybacking your answers off of everyone else. And I'm going to be the person to tell you no, because I don't believe that's right for like my like my kingdom. And I I kind of I just loved her and I loved that she talked back to Viren, um, which I think probably set him off even more and only puts us further into, you know, his whole plot and everything like that. But I just like strong young female characters because there's just not enough of them um, out there in the world. And I, I really enjoy. And then that also, you know, moves into what Beatrice said about like how the Queens were like the ones who like went into like battle and even like, but even like Sarai was like the one who was telling King Harrow, like, you know, you, you make these decisions and then I have to go save you. And I like, I just love like the strong female representation from General Amaya all the way down to like Anya is great. Yeah. And while I say it's also, there's the trope. Um, and I, I can't remember which actress it was that was saying this, but there is this trope of the woman, the female character always being the one that says, don't do the brave thing. Oh, it was Emma Thompson who said it. I think. And it was like, she was, it was always, the female character is always the one that says, don't go do the brave thing. Don't do the brave thing. Stay with me. Like, stop. Don't do the heroic thing. That's what the female character has always been. The one that says, no, don't go. So the fact that in this, in this season, we see what we see is the women are the ones going to do the brave thing. They're, they're not even waiting for the man to tell them, don't do it. They're the ones who are going off and doing it. So that's just what's so, uh, 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 breathtaking is that the proper way to describe I like that? it <laughs> you know it's like it's like it's so refreshing that's the word it's so refreshing to see that where it's like 
because it's even now like representation in any sense has improved but even then we still i still see that after after i heard that from her i still see women for the most most part being the ones who go don't do it no matter how complex they've been developed in comparison to say 10 20 years ago they're still in that position so the fact that we are seeing them in this being like i am i am the hero i'm the one who's gonna go do it like i'm gonna be the one to save you yeah exactly it's like that's just really great yeah, nice. We'll, we'll get inside a lot more, too, when we when we talk about backstory more. Um, Allie, what, what jumps out of you from the season? Well, obviously the women, but I'm not going to talk about them because that was already, <laughs> you guys summed it perfectly. But I guess other than that, probably Ez was my favorite part. I mean, I didn't honestly really, I wasn't a fan of him in season one because they were establishing that he's a silly child and he has he loves jelly tarts and blah, blah, blah. But now that we know, you know, he could talk to animals and he's kind of OP and he's, he really just... Like Callum said, he matured and grew up over the season and even season one. And you, it's really evident here. And I just I I thought it was done kind of I mean, I don't know if it was done well, but I enjoy the way it went through in season two, at least. And he's just a precious little boy. And I love him. And also Rayla. Also, the bird was my favorite. The, 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 the bird that questions. flies away in one. Okay, we'll get. Believe me, I'm going to get to that. Uh, but don't you worry. <laughs> I have thoughts on the bird. Um, yeah. Okay. The parrot, so, not the not the moon. Oh, moon. not the oh. not the king. Okay. The the parrot. Okay. The parrot. Yeah. Uh, I have the, questions. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. The parrot was pretty great. I'll <laughs> tell him when he wakes up. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Nailed good. it. Squawk. <laughs> uh, Squawk. Berto. Berto. Yes, thank you. Lads and Berto. Yeah, I love the, I love both of them. Yeah. Also, what else? Um, I guess Aravos, but yeah, someone's got to say Aravos, right? I I mean, I don't know. I was like, oh crap, I forgot about him. I was waiting to talk about him. I don't know. Everyone's (laughs) sleeping on Corvos because of him, so he, I have mixed feelings. Corvos, yeah. Um, well, yeah, Aravos is uh, that's what everyone's supposed to ever fan art. uh, Everything's about Aravos right now. We'll we'll talk. I'm not surprised. I'm just like, can you stop with your smirking? How dare you? It's beautiful. Like okay. I know. I mean, in, 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 not in the, in the, not. I don't mean it, but I'm also like, please, sir. This is a children's show. <laughs> Definitely mean it. I'm it's glad valid. you have the same feelings as me. <laughs> I think those are that just sums up. Okay. Everybody's good. feelings about yeah. me. Okay. Yeah. We'll go. We'll go more. Um. Yeah. The, for me, it's the the it's the backstory episodes. But since we talked about that enough, I'll say Claudia. Um. I think uh, Claudia is like yeah, fascinating Claudia. to me this season. <sighs> I think yeah. she's. Potentially, yeah. I mean, I think Esraela is still my favorite character. She had a little bit of a quieter season, but I think Claudia is just uh, really interestingly portrayed, and I really want to get into her soon. Yeah, um, mixed feelings. I know. I think it's. I think but it's really well great. Point. Yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, okay, let's let's um, let's start with Callum here. I think we haven't talked that much about Callum, but I would say that in season one, it was like, okay, Callum's the main character, but Rayla is popping for everyone this season. Um, season two, I think. Callum is definitely the main character and definitely the yeah. has the all of the spotlight. His entire season's about trying to learn magic without using the primal stone that he had in season one, tapping into the rune stone. Um, and uh, he eventually does that. He can he he learns how to do sky magic on his own, and he's also does dark magic at the end too, um, and has this whole existential dream sequence about about this. Um, although seems freed from that, I guess uh, at the end. Um, I don't know about that. 
Yeah. I, I think a lot of the season's also about the ramifications of dark magic. We see that from Claudia yeah. with her straight mm-hmm. white hair. We see White Walker veering again. Um, so I think that will... White Walker. White Walker. I don't know how... Because so, he, he, I forgot that he was just the White Walker at the end of the last season. Then he was normal. This, we got, we Wait, got that happened. Yeah. He's all like veiny face. I have yeah. thoughts about Verunda. He, he was, yeah, he was that at the end of season one, I'm pretty I sure. I remember yeah. that. I know, right? Because we ignored I it. I do remember that. I was, I was so confused. I was like, But he's that way at the end, yeah. My read is that that's the uh that's the consequence of dark magic basically yeah, um, yeah. that you even saw that in um callum's fever dream like you saw like flashes of what he could become basically yeah, yeah. so I, I yeah we're not done with that he's he's he, i don't think you can be free from the ramifications of that and that uh, yeah. ties in a lot of what i love about claudia this season but um beatrice what are your thoughts on callum here did uh improvement over season one what jumps out to you about him here i mean i i think it's it's strange because I think he – I mean, we mentioned how Ezrin has matured even though – and I don't think he – there was much shown of Ezrin maturing that much. But with Callum, I did see a much bigger – like the moment that he found out that, his, that the king was dead, that was like a really big thing. And I just – See, I think I was just really happy to see the focus on him because, again, he is – I feel like the main character and – he was outshine and in this one we did focus a lot on him but it was it was very internal his stuff and i kind of on the one hand like it could have been told in like two episodes like his whole thing it could have been like it could have been con- it could have been condensed and maybe the pacing would have been faster but um I don't know. I like it. I, I don't know if I love the idea of, oh, like the magic was there in me the entire time or like yeah. or like the whole like yeah. I don't like that like, humans are capable of it. They're just disconnected from nature. Like I get it also like, yes, OK, makes sense with the whole message they're going with dark magic being this kind of unnatural thing versus the other magic being not unnatural. And like that whole thing about there's a whole theme about nature and destruction of nature and whatnot. But the fact that it was like, I kind of liked the fact that humans couldn't. And I wanted him yeah. to like, I wanted there to be like, maybe the dragon prince had something to do with him getting it or something. Like I kind of wanted that. I didn't want this thing, whole thing of like, oh, like humans can get through this. We just got to home like enough, you know, like that to me, I, I didn't think that was earned because all I saw with him was like, I didn't see him really like connect to it. I saw just someone doing yoga and it wasn't like it didn't sell it enough for me it, like when he said like suddenly like oh like i understand now i was like do you really yeah, seriously um so in your fever dream yeah after, after the talk i don't his know mom if i trust in, that in his dream but um yeah, yeah, okay. yeah i don't know i still feel like that was not his mom I mean, exactly. It was like his mental idea of what his mom would say. So, I mean, for me, it was just kind of like, okay, I like what they did with him. I just don't think the execution was 100. I don't think it was earned based on the execution. Okay, I don't know if I should be going to this so early, but I have a hot take in agreeing with Beatrice about the people are going to hate this, but um, people <laughs> are going to really hate. That. Uh, I, I I despise Callum learning magic without a, a rune stone. Uh, I do not a, hate that. Yeah, um, I, I, okay, I agree with that. Here's my here's I, no here's yeah, here's my here's, here's the hot take. Either. Here's the hot take. This is cultural appropriation of elves. Like uh, th- this is my hot take. Uh, that's like, the tea. This w- that's this, not this, a hot take though. This, that's like I agree with you this completely. Whole show, yeah. This whole show is you about. 
Callum, <laughs> poor, poor human. I mean, he's he's half Asian, but poor white boy who like, uh, like, oh no, he can't do magic like the mystical minority elves. Like, oh, but he, but he can, he can learn on his own. It's like, I feel like this is like literally cultural appropriation. I know it's not how it works in that world, but this is, it just, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth watching this. I don't know. It's. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. It's true and yeah, you should yeah. say it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You you're 100 right. That was, oh. I, I don't know. I know. I know. It's not how it works in their world. You know, in their world, uh, it's but, not mean, like it's not like humans are the minority, and it's it's. And I, I agree that they're going for the type of stuff Beatrice talked about in terms of like connecting to to nature, and it's like contrasting it with dark magic and stuff. Um, it just feels like it's too obvious of a parallel to our world. Um, with uh, and I don't know. It's, it's it framed this whole plot line in a bad way. It mostly was episode one, like the learning from Lu Jane, um, like that that. Like she was like trying to be like no humans can't do this. Comes like I can. It's she like, straight up even said you have to be born with it. Yeah, so that yeah. just that means humans are always born with it and they just ignore it. I hate that. Yeah, I don't like that either. <laughs> so like, it, I mean, it went away as the season went on, but it was it was started off pretty bad for me in terms of coloring my view of this plotline. And yeah, yeah, like I would have rather had seen him spend the entire season like figuring out what his I'm going to use the word craft um, with no pun intended, like like what his craft is and where he fits in with the group, because he can't be like the magician or the mage or whatever. And so I would have rather him see that rather than like hone in on like someone told me I can't do it. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. And it's like like and I wish that they would have stuck to like that as well. Like even if at the end, like he would have been like super depressed and that would have been some great character building like for him to just realize at the end of it, like you can't do magic unless you do dark magic. And that's the end of the story rather than like, oh, like search deep inside yourself, like connect with the earth. And I'm all for like connecting with the earth and everything, but I can't like, I don't, I just didn't want to see it in this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if, if you don't, if you're listening, you don't respond well to me saying the culture probation thing, ignore that for a second. Just at at its (laughs) core, why am I feeling sorry for Callum? He is this privileged prince who like, like, why, why am I sympathizing with him for not being able to do magic? Like, because he can't do anything and his parents are dead. Because he's just a human. Uh, because he can't, he doesn't know how to throw, like do a sword thing, and like he's not a jock, so we have to feel bad for him. And it's like I know he's just the rep. Like it's just, I feels like such a like a white male perspective with him as the does. lead here. I, yeah. I don't know. Like, um, it's like he no, you're right. To, no, but the, no, that's exactly it though. It's like he expected something to just be handed it to him like Mm -hmm. he's like oh well i'm no good at sword fighting and it's like you could have been good at sword fighting if you hadn't quit it like like, so you kept trying and you got good and he goes no i gave those up like yeah oh okay oh i'm sorry that that skill wasn't just so natural for you because if you talk to any athlete or any person who's good at anything the number one thing that they'll say like oh how did you get good i practiced like mm-hmm. I practiced every day. I practiced, you know, all I spent all this time like honing in on this ability. But he just wanted it to be like plopped down into his lap. And then it's hilarious because like 
Claudia's like, well, here's dark magic. You literally have to put no effort into it. And he's like, I can't, I can't have that. Like he literally gets what he wants. And just because it's dark magic, he's like, oh, well, that's not, a, that's not okay. Like I want to be good magic. I you have know? morals. Yeah. Like I, I have morals. I'm not okay with killing innocent deer or whatever. Like, Even though he's not like a vegetarian. Okay. We'll, okay, we'll get into the dark magic morality. So, Believe me, I have thoughts. I Okay. <laughs> but um, but I will say, like, wouldn't I mean? I don't know if this is like a better solution or if it's just as problematic. But I mean, it would have been like it would have been interesting if I'm like, okay, what if he found like some? What if dark magic was just a version of magic that humans could do that was corrupted throughout the years, and he has to go back and find like excavate these like tombs that say like, no, this is how we were supposed to do magic. We still have to do some form of sacrifice but it doesn't have to be dark or something and it's like over the course he has to re- he has to like purify their version of the magic of like dark I would have I would have enjoyed that you know that like where nice. I thought they were you going know, at first you know where it's like maybe you don't need a primal stone but you still do need something to like like uh to whatever do something like I don't know like I just feel like there are there are multiple ways where we could still have had him explore magic mm, but yeah. not necessarily have it be the magic of the elves like he there could have it's this it's the fantasy world you can have more than one version of magic yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm i'm fine with him I, I like what we did with him in dark magic because to me getting in, if we keep with this culture appropriation theme dark magic is the appropriated version of magic yeah. humans yeah. use and it's destructive because they're trying to imitate else because it's just something that they can't have um so like it shouldn't be that some, something that callum does but he also shouldn't <laughs> learn elf magic either so yeah maybe it's like he learns that there is a form of human magic that i mean that would also be bad but maybe not as bad as this like I, if we I think purify I would be dark magic upset. yeah but i <laughs> think the best like- the real the best thing is if callum just didn't learn magic at all yeah yeah like I, I would i would gladly take like the super tropey scenes of like rayla trying to teach him like how to use knives and things like that and then that's how like <laughs> their relationship grows like i would 100 accept that if we weren't doing this Right, like, <laughs> didn't didn't we think we were getting Sokka here because, like, Callum in season one, he's like, he's did the the plans, the tactician. Sokka just it's not like he ever bends bends or anything. And I thought that's where we're going with Callum. Like, oh, he can't actually do magic. He wants to, but he can't. So he'll figure out what he can do and help in the ways he can. Um, but I mean, when you get to the letter with Harrow, it's basically obvious that he's going to do something with magic because he has to unlock the secrets of Zadia magic and blah blah yeah, blah blah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I look, I, I'm I'm open to it. I I like I'm. Bad days to my mouth currently, but we're still in the middle of this plot line, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. With- I, I, well, the other thing that's bothersome too is that he's instant. Like he comes back and he's instantly good at it. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like I'm- I would have rather. Like also another, I would have rather if like he had come back and he was bad at it. Like okay, you're doing it cool, yeah. but at uh, least suck. Like- yeah. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I yeah, mean, I'll, granted, I'll say it was- it's, it's the spell he used in season. Yeah. One, exactly. I think, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. as long as we limit it to what he's he's been known to be good at. Um. Yeah, I don't know. In in general, that that's a frequent discourse thing with uh, characters. Like, why are they so good at it so quickly? And in, in all these movie franchises and stuff, it's like yeah, that's. Uh, I understand. We'll we'll see. We'll Does see. Does that what play into Callum. the privilege aspect of it, or is it just? It could, yeah. Writing. Yeah. What's what sucks is like I I'm just I'm so mad that he's just dropped the whole thing. Like he's an artist, you know. Why is that? Why can't instead of yeah, he, building, he drew up, a little yeah, bit this you know, like season, yeah. and, no, no, no. I'm not <laughs> saying like he one didn't moment. Drop, but I'm not saying that he should draw more. I'm saying like why are we <laughs> like. Why are we bringing down this? Draw like, more, Callum. Jeez. Like I'm just, I'm just saying. Why are we 
bringing down this like, oh, like I'm not good at anything. It's like you're good at drawing. He is good. Yeah, he is good yeah. at that. That's and a good point. Drawing is useful like, unless it's applied to magic. Yeah, yeah the, the drawing is important. Yeah, and well, I assume that'll be applied to the magic thing. Um, I'm, I'm like super helpful in magic. Yeah. By the way, like, I, do, I, do, I do. I don't think it's. I think it makes sense that he would be able to do Aspro right away. I think that. I think yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that, yeah, but, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see how it's about. Okay. All this being said, I, I do like Callum. Um, I think that Callum is a sympathetic character. I think Callum's a good presentation of a male lead that doesn't get into any kind of toxic masculinity stuff. I think that's fantastic. I mean, except for the privilege stuff, which we talked about. But um, like, I just I, I, really wish he didn't have a crush on Claudia. We'll we'll talk about that. Um. Well, but yeah, I th- I think he's he's just a sweet uh sweet kid. He's he's I think he's very sympathetic this season. Other, you know, once you get past that initial stuff with the magic, so I, I think he I think he like season one he was a little bit uninspiring. As late, I think he's really came into his own season two here. At least at least he's a a prominent force on the show, which um you know questionable um feelings aside i think you can like relate and uh like sympathize with him to whatever extent um i feel like we did generally good work i guess with him in general i don't know agree disagree i I agree with that especially the whole like because i feel like in season one you know the moments that we did have with him they were very like I don't know, like sort of childish and everything. And so he does sort he does grow up in a way and I def I definitely think the turning point is that one is whenever Claudia tells him that, you know, uh his father is dead and then he has to like sort of put himself into this role of like being I guess the adult to Ezrin and figuring out how to tell him like the most appropriate way to tell him and I thought that sort of um arc was was very nicely like done and that's that's the part that I liked about Calum and that's where I felt that he shined in this season for sure I loved uh, everything about him not telling Ezrin. And, yeah, uh, yeah. There, there's a ton of great thematic stuff. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit, but yeah, I think that let's let's, let's talk. Let's transition to into we'll Ezrin get... there, because um, uh, Ezra Ezrin this season, he's I think a large part is he's trying to teach Zim and bonding with Zim, like he's teaching him how to fly. Um, and then we get into and they a little bit. Um, just that for a while but then at the end we get uh, a lot of stuff with him he goes he decides he has to go back and be king after he finds out uh his dad's dead um and he also like establishes this like telepathic link to zim in the finale um so we kind of just a lot of stuff here with Ezra at the end Ali, you said you loved Ez this season I, I mean mostly just because he's he feels less childish and especially after he found out about harrow he just is like i have to face my responsibility which to me was surprising but also not so much because even Callum at the beginning of the season was like, you've really grown, even though we haven't actually seen it. It's kind of evident, I guess, since they've been on the, this journey, he's almost died like twice. I think, I don't know. I just love him. He's precious and I love him. I don't really like how OP he is with animals, but apparently they're supposed to be going for a game of Thrones wargy type thing with him. I don't know where this was <laughs> said, but I do appreciate it since it's a fantasy world. I just wish I kind of knew where it came from. I don't know if it's like hereditary, something dumb, or just because he's amazing. But yeah, I, do I assume like we'll, I assume we'll yeah. explain it at some point where it comes from. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially with his, with Zim, I don't. I mean, I guess it's just because he was there when he was born, and he's he has a connection to animals, so that's why he can link with him telepathically. But I don't like how it was presented because it just felt like it came out of nowhere even if they've well no maybe not out of nowhere because like even on the boat you know they were like he was mimicking 
Zim was mimicking Ezra and Melby. They, they were sleeping. And it was like, okay, this is cute, but what does it mean? And then yeah. I guess that was the yeah. next step. But it still kind of felt out of nowhere. Yeah, I guess the negative is how it's just j- jammed into the finale with a bunch of other stuff. That's like, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah it feels it's a lot. We're throwing a lot out and in, in, we're not really it's it's just throwing it out there and it's not really following up or concluding. It's just like, OK, here's one of a, mi- a million things that we're putting yeah. in and putting out there. I think I mean, I, I like it in that it's is Ezrin's connection with Zim's, I think, comes from his his empathy for all life. And I think that that's uh Mm. important part of i think he's just the empathetic character i think he's we see this with him and humans we see him bonding with claudia in the beginning of the finale i think that's fantastic we he can get along with anyone and he can get along with all the animals too and i think like him and zim's bond is a really important part of the season and so i think it's born out of that and that was really driven home throughout the season so in that regard it feels satisfying i guess at least from a thematic perspective of yeah yeah Yeah. i do kind of want to know if he'll be able to still link with him when he's back um, wherever they live. <laughs> I don't remember the kingdom Zadia. name. No, they, the Our name of theirs. Not Zadia. Not Zadia. <laughs> the, the, the other the, place. The, yeah, the other place. Yeah, uh, it's, it, if distance affects it, that's true. It seems like, the, yeah, it probably would, but I'm curious. Yeah. Um, Beatrice, any thoughts on Ezrin? I mean, is it is it bad that I'm glad that he's going back to King? Because that means that we won't see as much of him, or maybe we won't see as much of him. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's my son. He's sweet, but like he, I would, I wish when they said like, oh, I'm going for a walk. We had actually gone with him for the walk. You know well, what I mean? When he got to Claudia. Yeah, but that's, but he didn't, we didn't see him get to Claudia. We just saw him with Claudia. Because <laughs> you we know? would just see more of him with animals and bonding. Think, well, I wanted to see him like, you know, actually like, oh, my dad died. Let's actually see him like go through something like get him to the point where he wants to actually um um go back go decide to be king because by the way did he go to see claudia was to figure out what was wrong with his brother like why did he go see claudia again is my question because at the end like claudia just takes him uh, claudia asks him to find the fruit and he doesn't really get an answer of like what's wrong with callum so i'm like wait why are you with claudia again like i thought this is why you were gonna go see claudia but i don't know now and I don't know. I'm just, here's the thing. He's boring. He's a boring character. He's sweet. He's adorable. That's <sighs> great. He's still this child that I'm like, why are you here? Incorrect. Like, I get oh, why yeah. you're here. <laughs> also, like, all he's been doing is basically be like the mother duckling for the for Zim. Like, that's what yeah, he is. That is true. And it's really important yeah. for that. I'm important. just saying, like, yeah. he could have been uh, more than that. He could have been, he could have done more. Like, at least, like, in the in the, previ- in the previous season, he had the whole thing where no one believed in him for talking to animals, and he had the whole thing where he talked to, where he was friends with um Ava and Ellis, and there was this whole thing. So I'm like, I'm, if anything, I'm excited for him going back, being the king, and actually him and Anya, like, schooling these adults is what I want to see. Because at this point, like, in this journey that he was on with 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 Callum and, and Rayla, like, he was comp- – he had he did nothing like he he to me like he was so not as interesting as okay. he was. yeah yeah i'm yeah. like can you, like he was literally just the kid he was the kid that was just acting as a kid like he was the the innocent one whatever tagging along and it, it's not that he was tagging along but that's how it felt and i just i'm glad that he's going back because maybe now he's actually going to be allowed to be a character 
There you yeah. go. Got okay. it. Okay. I, 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 okay. Yeah. I, I, reasonable, but uh, I, would say, I would say uh, wrong because <laughs> Ezra, 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 Ezra is precious. Hot take. <laughs> he is not the best boy. Team, team Ez. Team Ez. Okay. I mean, he is the best boy. Is, I think. Um, it's a good point about him. He's going back. He's king. Uh, we're we're definitely doing uh, Ezra well, and X Anya, right? Like that's gonna be the show. No. Yeah. I mean, when they're older and of marrying. Oh my age. god, you guys! <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, it's. Do you even know how old Anya is? Isn't Ez like seven? Anya's probably like thirteen. I think they're both like ten. Oh my god! If Ez is seven, he was I not. Thought, acting no, I thought Anya was like twelve. So. I don't even know. Uh, go back and watch. I think Ezrin's like nine. Um, yeah. we, we're supposed to know this. Um, okay, but <laughs> anyway, as as in sweet, whatever. Okay, uh, but I mean, <laughs> when he goes back, will he? Um, yeah, I guess he will be king. I, I, am, I am really, yeah. I am really intrigued about him going back and being king. I do agree that that's much more exciting than anything we've done it is. so far. Also, it just makes Rayla and Callum's journey harder, which is also interesting. I will yeah. say, I don't want him and Zim to reunite until Zim is like this giant dragon and, yeah. that's gonna be, and, that's and, gonna and be so and emotional, is like right? an adult like, now. Yeah. Is like 23. No, because I I think of like okay, do you guys do you know that there was like that video of those of like the guys yeah, the lion. The, of the lion and the adult and the and the like human adult yeah. and they had that huge like reunion thing, like will the lion remember them or whatever? I'm like I want that to be the ending for Ez and Sim. Like that's what I want. Oh, I don't want so them. heartbreaking. They need each other. No, I know, but they will reunite just at the end of the show. They're that gonna nice. they're gonna reunite the lands through their telepathic bond. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. they're finally they going to, to meet other. at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Zim's gonna be much bigger, and then that's gonna be a whole emotional thing. They'll, they'll call each other every <laughs> night okay, at nine p.m. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you okay, will. Okay, okay, okay. All right, let's talk about Rayla um, quickly. So I was trying to think of how to summarize Rayla's arc this season. And Sailor I guess, Moon. I guess, well, she has Sailor, Sailor Moon references. Moon. I guess she's just, she's taking them to Zadia, right? That's that's what I think. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's taking yeah. them to Zadia. Not the most Rayla this season. April, did you enjoy what we got from her? Um, I enjoyed what we got from her, uh, except like a lot of her key moments were like her trying to come to grips with like her feelings for Caleb. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I, w- I would have appreciated her not like her character's focus, not being so much on her feelings for Caleb. Um, I did enjoy like the little bit of her in the beginning where she's like, I've got two hands again. Like, <laughs> and then like we see it later on whenever, um, she saves, uh, I don't remember who. Uh, so that was kind of nice. But I, I wish we would have gotten a little bit more. But I understand why we sort of pushed her back into the shadows a bit. Um, especially, especially because like season one, she really was like the breakout star of the season um, and more so of a main character than Calum or anyone else. So I guess the sacrifice had to be made and I'm not super upset about it. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's okay in service of the show, yeah. I think yeah. she still had some great moments. Um, but that being said, a lot of her like we had this random plot shoehorned in of her talking to the the pirate captain. Um, I, I feel like yeah. that, that represented her this season. She's just kind of on the side doing something. We felt the need to show her, but um, it wasn't anything particularly Rayla. spectacular. Human Rayla was back. I'm a huge fan of Human Rayla yeah. as well. Yeah, so that was the best. Okay. Her um, accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I feel like like I, I just feel like moving on now, like one minute about Rayla and move on to potentially more interesting things this season. That's kind of sad considering I do think she's still the best character on the show. But um, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, I know I think from... Claudia's the best character now. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll in talk terms about of that. in terms of in terms of just like 
character complexity and we'll, we'll also get back That's to real when we talk fair. about the the love triangle okay um so i want to talk soren first so soren i feel like the season is just very he's the villain he's presented very unsympathetically he's trying to kill them and then uh he gets becomes paralyzed and then one episode later is unparalyzed by claudia with dark magic i was um, upset about that is that is that ableist that, that yes that, yes okay. absolutely She's like i she should have stayed cultural paralyzed. appropriating for her personal gain. And I hate it. Well, granted, she, she's not cultural appropriate. Well, like th- that's the whole point of dark magic. Like it's bad though. So it's not like it's good. Like I feel like it's more. We're cultural. supposed to see this as bad. When no, it bad. is though. It is bad, but I'm yeah. saying cultural, bad. I feel like it, dark magic because it's portrayed as bad. It's not, it's supposed, it's bad cultural. Pro- I feel like dark magic Callum, is supposed to be cultural appropriation on the show. Like it's like, so that's what they're presenting us. As, yes. Right, as, like, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yes, so, uh, I, so what? It's it just was very like when Sorin got paralyzed. I'm like, oh, this is this actually like I I understand what we're doing with this character now. Like we present him really unsympathetically. Then he has this life changing thing and is limited, and um, he he changes his views on things. And but but then we reverse it, and we never get to see what the result is. Like after that, is this permanent? Is is this just, was that just an I, impetus for him to change his viewpoint? Like him becoming but realized that's that still even changed, or does he yeah. go back? He's writing haikus now. Listen. Okay. He doesn't know what a haiku is. First April, off, can you, can, you, uh, can you critique uh, Soren's haiku? Haiku, please. Uh, well, five, he did seven, have. Five. Yeah, that's all you have to know. That's, it was like yeah, five, five, five seven, five. It was. Uh... It's snowing on Mount Fuji. <laughs> so, so, so I feel like Soren. Everyone's like, "Oh, I hate Soren." Like, yeah, that's the point. I think Soren is supposed to be bad this season. Um, but but then at the end he changes. Um, and I just I just don't know how we're handling this yet. I'm very hesitant about this uh, using uh, disability as to in and then reversing it and doing this in in service of a character arc like that. Yeah, it's potentially what really bad to me. Character arc, like <laughs> where is it? Well, at yeah. the end, he's like he he says he says I was going to kill them, and I don't want to do that anymore, and that's big. I well, mean, he didn't want to do it, period. But he's st- they're still both trying to impress their father, so yeah, nothing they, has really changed. Yeah, they and both still have daddy issues. Yes, yeah. they definitely do. Definitely, they have but, parent issues. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think at, at the very least, Soren is more, much more interesting at this point than he was before because he was just kind of a card. Yeah, player. he was like a he was like charismatic, kind of likable, but he's still like the the jerk and the the villain. But and now he's uh, potentially not that. So interesting. He's to also see what really we're bad at that. trying to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> he seems to fail at that a lot. Yeah, like I, I wish he would have been. Enough. Yeah, I wish he would have been clever in his attempts. Like, this sounds terrible, but I wish he would have been clever in his attempts to kill Caleb and Ezra. <laughs> like, I, think, I thought the uh, zipline thing was kind of clever. I no, I don't think so. He tried. Okay, look, he tried his best. He's not smart. He tried, tried his best here. He's literally I guess. He's, I just, yeah, yeah I'm, he, I'm still, I'm really mad at that. that. Like, he was paralyzed, and then he wasn't paralyzed anymore, because... <laughs> Like, like, I, I guess I guess we'll withhold judgment until next season because he might become paralyzed again. It might not be permanent, but like <laughs> I hope so. I think it's probably permanent. She did think... kill a deer. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, and we don't know that's... how many. Oh, no, no, don't say that, know. April. I'm just saying. Like, okay? it's, it's true. She's not wrong. There. No, how dare you? Okay. Did she? Did she? Well, she again, it's going to sound really bad. But did she uh, bring backup just in case something went wrong? Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Stop! Stop! Okay, <laughs> but anyway, I I hope that with his unparalyzed body, 
he comes to the light and then becomes a good guy versus yeah, going back again. and then becomes paralyzed again. I th- oh, I think that's where we're going with it. I think he's going to yeah. be a good guy now. And not just that, but we found, like, uh, Claudia found out about her father. Like, he told her what his father asked them to do. So, like, oh, yeah. now they're both going to be suspicious of him and then when they're, they come they're, back. They're good, they're good guys now. Also, his father's out of, their father's out of power, so. Yeah, um, so. Yeah. No, but, like, you know, Erevos. You know, so. we'll okay, we'll get that in a second. Okay, before I'll be like, Dad, what the hell? But I do, I will say, yeah. like, um, Soren is um, Callum's foil, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're, they like, for me, those two are the, they are the parallels of each other. Like, they're the ones that are, they're the ones who are going to echo each other. So, um, to me, it's like, I don't know. I feel like the dislike for Soren and the annoyance with Callum, it's connected. <laughs> <laughs> because they're foils to each other so there's so it's i kind of yeah, understandable how to be that. Yeah. how um mm. th- like our annoyance with both of them are like similar <laughs> in a way yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Let's talk Claudia. More interesting here. So, yes. um, Claudia, the season, she's, uh, presented sympathetically and she, she's sympathetic to Callum, but she's still trying to capture them and still doing dark magic. And then at the end, she's, uh, has her moment with Ezrin. Um, she's learns the, the truth about her dad with Soren. She's, uh, heals Soren. She's potentially good at the end, kind of questionable, but, um, at the very least, more seemingly more good than she was all season. Um, so what's fascinating to me about Claudia of the season is just how sympathetically she's presented in almost every respect. Uh, just her her relationship with Callum, her attitude towards everyone, her her like caring for her brother. Um, she's just like this hugely sympathetic character. Not to mention she's just like really charismatic and uh, quirky and um, just like really fun. Um, and all of that that contrast with dark magic is like the most successful thing that we've done on the show. With yeah, the dark magic mm-hmm. being like um, like dark magic is. For, is presented in a really bad light and it's presented really menacingly whenever we do it just like it, it's not like this is new this was true of her in season one as well but her going from like laughing quirky like uh, being uh, really likable to immediately like dark eyes dark magic is just like I, th- I feel like it's so successful and and we did it even more so with with her this season um and i'm just like endlessly fascinated by how like how empathetic seemingly of a person she is and how can she can compartmentalize that and still do dark magic. Um, it's, 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 I see a lot of parallels to, I mean, everyone, it's not just me. Like, I feel like everyone's comparing dark magic to like eating meat in our world. Um, it's yeah. a frequent discourse you'll see. And I see like, this is like Claudia's, Claudia is like humans eating meat and still being like sympathetic to, yeah. to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm the, I feel like it's a super successful portrayal of like what I'm seeing, like all around me like and it's it's like it's the how how people can have these different uh things and compartmentalize parts of themselves and views and how like this is just innate to claudia and like multiple times a season she's just like explaining why she does dark much like this is how humans can do magic and um it's like she she has these views and she's able to have them and still be um the, the same person that she is um and i just she's just really shining throughout the season beatrice yeah. do you agree yes i mean she for me she's the best character of the show and I don't mean like, oh, like this means I want her to be the lead or anything. No, I just mean she is the most successfully 
she she can be menacing like whenever i whenever she's on a on screen i'm like okay what am i i don't know what to expect with you am i cuz you can be both menacing and adorable and i don't know and it's making me question everything and i love her i think she's amazing but all at the same time i'm like no claudia please don't so it's just the from the the emotions she provokes in me to the way that she's being portrayed on the show like it's just she is the most successfully created character she's the most complex um i think leaving the like i think coming out of season 1 Rayla was the most interesting because it's like, oh, like an assassin who's never killed anyone. That's fascinating. But then they didn't do anything in this season with her. And then with 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 Claudia, it was we started building on season one, season two. They we really cemented what this character, who she is as a character. We know that they can have a lot of fun with her, and she's not going to be tied down to the, um, to kind of like the expectations one one has of a lead character. She's a supporting character, so we can have a lot more fun with her. It's she to me is by far the strongest thing of season two. Um, and I just am in awe of her. And I'm just like, I mean, I wouldn't mind five more seasons of this just so I can get more Claudia, to be honest. Like at this point, she's like, she's the strongest thing of the, of the show. Yeah. I kind of hope we keep the moral grayness of Claudia and yeah, just so Claudia yeah. can maintain her current, uh, her current status. Um, I think even if she was a good guy though, she'd still have the dark magic. Thing, yeah. So I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't think she's ever going to get like, let go of the dark magic. And I think that's going to be what, because I do think that she's going to become a, uh, one of the good guys now. Um, but I don't think that's ever something that's going to go away. I think like she's always going to have dark magic and people are and that's going to be a big conflict between her and and Callum. who knows one her and at current Callum, but her and the elves once she uh, eventually mm. she meets up with them in Zadia because I'm assuming that's what's going to happen. She's eventually like that's going to be a very big kind of thing and um, a big rift, I guess. But it's going to be that thing where they're just going to have to agree to disagree. Um, and I think th- like I do I don't want her to let go of dark magic, but I also think it, she I yeah, I think that it's it's going to be used for by her for good and it's going to create this kind of very strange tension within the group dynamic. Um, and I just think she's amazing. And I think that was the like the la- the one of the most annoying not annoying but like from a viewer perspective i was like okay i can already in the beginning when they like all meet up and i'm like i can see this group dynamic working but also at this point they're all against each other so it's kind of awkward and now that they're probably going to be end up on the same side it's going to be really interesting to see it all actually like flow together and i just think she's great and if they let her make her forget dark magic or stop using it it's going to be a very bad thing for her character I, I, I feel like there's just you could do so many things with her at this point. Like, I think she could either we could do a redemption thing with her where in two seasons she learns to her and Callum bond and she learns to give up dark magic and she's, she's fully good. Aww. But I could also see I, I could also see her becoming the main villain of the show. And <gasps> dark, dark, I was dark, just yeah. thinking that, too. Like, <laughs> dark, we, we, see, that. we see this streak in her hair at the end after she unparalyzes Soren, and we see the toll that dark magic has on her dad. So, like, she continues to use dark magic. She c- becomes a corrupted version of herself. And maybe she dies, in, and it displays the folly, like, of man, like, holding on to, like, this view, innate viewpoint that they see, even though it's just, like, wrong. And, and like, that's the her character. Like, I could you totally know, see that, too. Yeah, but I wish, I hope they don't corrupt her. 
I don't want her to be corrupted. I want her to actually make that choice. I want her maybe that she decides to speak by corruption. It means that you're taking away her agency to do bad. And it's like, no, I want her to choose it. I want her I to choose that, this yeah. road yeah. of darkness. Mm-hmm. And I want, and I want it to be, maybe she's choosing it because she's doing it for her dad. You know, yeah. she's like, she That's- sees that her dad is corrupted. So she's not going to leave his side and she's going to stay there no matter how badly she wants to join the others. So I don't want her to be corrupted. I want her to voluntarily go dark and mm-hmm. accept that and pay that price. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. she is to a certain extent by continuing to use dark magic. And I, and I think we're going to explore this through Cal. I want to, I was going to save this till later, but I want to get into the romance stuff here because uh, I think her and Callum was really fascinating this season and the, the bond that she has with Callum. I think her feelings for Callum are portrayed very blatantly in episode two. This season. I was shooketh. And, uh, you know, we knew Callum had a crush on her, like, they're about to kiss. She clearly likes him back. And I think that contributes to, um, this, this kind of dichotomy of her being really sympathetic yet really, uh, like yet using dark magic and being portrayed really menacingly. So I like, it really enhances that. I feel like that she, she likes Callum too. And we see the side of her. Um, I think like her and Callum are like, uh, the, the opposites here. She's the dark magic user. Callum is, is going to use the elf light magic here. Um, and this is going to be like a a bond. Is this going to be like a thing against the, 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 uh, that uh, uh, drives a rift between them, even though they like each other other i feel like this is the zutara of the show these are the the opposites uh, <laughs> on here. this is you know clay this is like aaron writing zutara in a good way in in the show like this is yeah. this is like good zutara like clay, i and to be honest i was like I, I was shocked at how much i was into them in, in episode two I, I wasn't even shipping like i don't even know if i shipped them but this i feel like it was um really cute the way that they're portrayed they're almost kissing at the end yet claudia pulls back and tells tells him the truth it's they just have a lot of uh things going for them and also this this rift between them with the the different types of magic i think it's like a really fascinating potential relationship dynamic here yeah <sighs> i mean i'm was i was i the only person who took that whole scene as her sort of manipulating him no then? that's how i took it <laughs> Okay, because I hate it because uh, interesting. Like, well, g- give the give that viewpoint. I didn't. Yeah, take it that way. so because they're trying to get the you know they're trying to get Callum and Ezrin to go back with them. Exactly, and so you know like it's 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 interesting because like Soren tries it his way or whatever, and obviously it was unsuccessful. I don't even remember what he did because it was so unsuccessful. Um, and then she's like, you're going about this the wrong way. I'm going to handle this because she, and I felt like she was using the fact that she knows Callum has a, like a crush on her nice. sort of against him. And I'm, I can see, I see that she cares about him. I don't believe for a second that she doesn't. I just think that she, like she knew what she was doing. It wasn't mm. like she was like empowered by love and like, oh, oh my gosh, like look, he he enjoys magic as as much as I do, and he's showing me all of these great things. I think that she really did appreciate all of the stuff that he was doing for her and showing her. But I think, and whenever she pulled back at the end, I think I took it as like she was like, what I'm doing is wrong. I can't like lead him to believe that yeah. I may actually have feelings for him so i'm going to pull back and then be very real with him because i do care about him and he deserves to know i i, I did also i need to earn his trust 
Yes. And also I need to earn his trust. And so that's what I took it. And maybe there's a potential for that, like for an actual like romance to blossom and bud between them. But that whole scene, I did not take it that way simply because the, I guess the idea of the episode was that we're going to try and get the princes to come with us versus like forcing them to sort of situation. So that's my hot take of this. Okay. Okay. I think that's interesting. I think that's a valid read on the episode. I The way I read it was that um, this was separate for Claudia. Like, Claudia's like, yes, she's trying to take them back, but she has a genuine bond with Colin. I think she does have romantic feelings for him, and she's about to kiss him because she likes him. That's that's. Did, did you read it that way, Beatrice? Um, no, I do. I agree with them that there i do think that there was a part of her that was using that date to manipulate him but i think the moment the, the thing that saved it for me was that she doesn't go through with it and mm. and like the fact that she does tell him the truth willing to mess up with the whole like oh let's bring you back your dad misses you or whatever that whole thing um is a line that she refused to cross and she just the fact that and they paralleled it with rayla and the fact that she tells him first just kind of shows like she does know she does know him for a little longer, so it doesn't take her as long to like say like no, actually I need to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but also yeah. the moment where she doesn't read the letter for from his father. We thought it was like oh, like in the way that it ended in season one, um, the, like it could have been like this thing where she can like dangle it in front of him, but she just goes like no, here read it. And she goes by the way, I could have read it and like hit it with magic, but I didn't. You know, you know? I still kind of feel like she might have been lying. I don't think I don't uh, yeah. think she was lying. I think at that point she when she lying. told when she told him the truth for about his dad, I think at that point that was just again to show like if she had been lying, then she wouldn't have been like oh I could have still read it. By the way, like like total yeah, disclaimer yeah. disclaimer I could have still read this and I didn't. By the way, yeah. I don't, well, okay, look, so, maybe I'm too maybe I'm too infatuated with Claudia. But you are. I, didn't, I, I you don't think are. she. I don't think she was manipulating Callum at all. I, I didn't read that. I like my evidence is that she would have. Uh, been, we would have shown her scheming with Soren about that. I think if she was doing that, she didn't like she. I think she ignored. Uh, so she didn't want to respond to Soren asking about like, oh, you're going on a date. I she think knew no he would have messed it were. up. Probably. Yeah, maybe. I don't look. I don't know. I I, I, mean, I get what you brother. guys are saying. I I do agree that episode is framed with the, the in, in the context of them trying to get them back. Uh, but I don't know. I trust Claudia. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, every time you've seen him in the past, like trying to be flirty or trying to like impress her, quote air quote whatever. She. I don't. I don't think she's that dense that she doesn't realize what he's she doing. Really, yeah, and she, she, never I, she likes and she likes him too. That's it. how we learned this. No, but I, I feel all... like we would have gotten. I feel like in season one we would have gotten hints at that. Like yeah. for and, well, well, and I, you know, I, I can I see where I can see where you would be very excited, Dylan, for her <laughs> to like reciprocate. Finally, reciprocate like all that he's been throwing at her for an entire nine season or nine episodes previously. <laughs> well, that's all, it's a lot of episodes. Nine episodes. <laughs> of no, episodes. I don't even care about Callum's feelings. I just like I thought this was just really <laughs> sweet in the portrayal in this episode. Um, I don't think she ever like we never saw her like I don't like him. You know, it was always just like she was she laughed back at him. They they had a bond. Like maybe it wasn't romantic on her end, but it also wasn't not romantic. Also, you have you do have um when and this is like a like I think my favorite moment with um with uh Soren, which is both him and Rayla both went ugh yeah, exactly. when when they were flirting, which means which that tells me is like they have flirted before and it's been yeah. like this uh, a two way street is what I, that I, tells I, me. So Soren at least is like prime to not like the the two of them acting. Yeah, like like he's just like something oh, there, yeah. like it's like oh again yeah. these anyway, two. Yeah. So, Apparently, well, I'm the biggest uh, Callum and Claudia shipper. I don't even is, like, to be. I'm the other, shook, Dylan. 
Well, yeah. okay, here's the, well, let's talk about the other side, because uh, I also ship the, the, this is the thing, I think this is a great love triangle, because I also ship Rayla and Callum. We'll teach right? you, okay. <laughs> the greatest thing. <laughs> Rayla, Dylan, the, I know you're really into love triangles and squares and everything like that. <laughs> well, well you'll give the rebuttal, you'll give the rebuttal here. Okay, so, Cal- Raylam and Calla, so, uh, Raylam and, Rayla and Calla. Wow, old name, Raylam. Raylam! Hashtag Raylam. So, so, yeah, I, so I agree in episode two the dico- the the dichotomy of uh, Cla- Rayla about to go tell her when Claudia that was fantastic like I think that really makes that episode for me. Um, but the big moment with this is later in in the finale, Rayla is trying to wake uh, uh, Callum up from his fever dream, and then uh, he's she's about to to tell him something something, and it yeah. was definitely that she loves him and. Uh, then he wakes up and he's like, oh, you're awake now. So Rayla feelings confirmed for Callum. Yes. Yeah, but don't you think it's a little fast? Because yes. I think in the beginning, like I think it was like in the first, it, when he was writing that letter to his dad in the first episode of this season, he was like, it's only been like X days. A week. A week. It's only been a week. And I'm just like, girl, you've only known him for a week. Like, really? You're in love with him? Like, okay, sure. Like, young love. It's actually not as deep. That, that It was like, weird that it was like a week, right? Like, yeah. yeah. It, it felt like uh nine episodes <laughs> it was, oh that's what it was oh, nine okay. days almost a week <laughs> basically wait, wait wait april i thought nine episodes was a lot before now just kidding. Oh, no. Um. <laughs> no it's it's an odd number give me 10 <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true um yeah so you're not you're not shipping it beatrice no it's not that i don't ship it i do um i just don't <laughs> think that her saying i love you i think saying i love you is way too soon yeah i, I think it would i think I, she didn't say it but. i i i, I would have preferred because that's like the suggestion is that that's what she's gonna say yeah. i would prefer her instead of like it being cut off she's like i really care about you please don't leave like that yeah. to me would have been much more meaningful and it's like oh so this is the budding this is the budding relationship this is the budding feelings about to bloom but haven't yet done so also like also like her being like a bit of like big tough on him being like you asked for this like she was way too on that boat for too long like the minute you see like the purple circles on around his eyes i'm just like girl like you're wiping the sweat off him as he's convulsing you're still on that boat of like oh you deserve this like come on that lasted a little too long it's because she's a tsundere guys come on (laughs) dumb human Ali, yes. Ali. So, is is this the Katang of the show? And uh, no, why you ship it? <laughs> actually, well, probably. I think it is. The, if, well, if that's the Zutara, if, this is yeah. The I mean, if Claudia and Callum are the Zutara, then these two are the Katang. As much as I don't want to admit it, I mean, it really is done too jarringly fast. And also, I mean, like what Beatrice said, even if she just was like, she literally said, "You're too important to me." If she ended it there. And he woke up and she might have just been like crying or something. That would have been fine. But I don't like how she was going in for the I love you or I like like you or, you know. <laughs> yeah, she's going to But say I do. Like I mean, they've, like, like. you know, she finds him definitely. Well, I don't know if she finds him less annoying, but she definitely deals with his annoying tendencies. She's like, I know that face. That's the stupid idea face. Like, <laughs> she gets him. She appreciates his stupidity. Yeah. So you're, yeah. You, you're, you're on this one over Claudia. I will go down with this ship. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, April, you're also on the ship. Um, I can or be neither. on the ship. Neither. Uh, I need in order for the ship to sail, I need Calum to show some type of interest in Rayla cuz I didn't get that. His drawings. Season. His drawings. Yeah, he has drawings of her, but I just took that as him being like artistic. Listen, every other sketch in his book is just of Claudia until he sketches Rayla. That's fair. 
Ooh. That's all I'm but gonna like, say. Look, the, the, the okay, I need it. I need it outside of his sketchbook then. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's like uh, because it, is... it it will. And the thing that's I guess like hard for me in terms of this ship is that like with Claudia, it's it's so obvious that he has a crush on her. And yeah, I guess time is on that side simply because like they've been around each other longer. It's been more than a week, you know, that whole thing. But like, it's been more than a week, week. but, uh, but like with Rayla, he's like, there isn't that same, like, Hey, and, but I see potential for an actual relationship with Rayla versus like an actual relationship with Claudia. Yeah. That's basically why I'm on the Like Claudia is like his, his, uh, sister. Yeah. They're basically siblings. Yeah, they did mm-hmm. grow up together. Um, well, and the other thing, too, and uh, I meant to bring this up, is that, like, with Claudia, she sort of, it her relationship with Ezrin, like, that conversation that she has is very motherly. And so I feel that she sees herself more as, like, a big sister to them than, um, like, anything else. If, to Ezrin, at least. Yeah, to um, Ezrin, at least. But I feel she, like she, she loves uh, Callum. So, oh, oh my god, uh... <laughs> okay, she no. doodles. She doodles their names together in a heart. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna or see that. is that um, what that's very Claudia? He's doing in his sketchbook. I know. Mm-hmm. No. I, okay. So I I, th- I love that. I don't know. It, it's fast, sure, but I love this uh, from Rayla as well. They're also. I, I'm also shipping this. They're alone in Zadia now, so we're gonna get some stuff next with time. dragons. With dragons. Uh, love, <gasps> we'll, love amongst the dragons. Uh, yeah. Rayla, take. Will Rayla take him to meet her family? Oh God. <laughs> they would kill him. That's true. Uh, yeah. Okay. Wait, so I thought she had out. a bad relationship with her parents. Yeah. I think oh, so. yeah. That was insane. Will she but take him to meet the Assassins Guild? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess they. I don't think that's safe. But anyway, here's um, Stabby, Cuddy, and Shanky. Okay, so we're, we, <laughs> got, like, we got the love tri- we got the uh, subtle love triangle going here. So we'll see what plays out. Okay, so let's get into Viren. Let's uh, love into Viren, right? So we all love Viren. So um, <laughs> oh. Viren was he, this season. Viren did a lot too, and he was trying to rally the war against Zadia. Um, we see him. In, I think it's important. We see him in the flashbacks, and he's very sympathetic. Um, in the, the episodes five and six flashbacks that we get, um, we see him uh, having building this connection to Erevos, who's in the mirror. Um, and then he gets the bug on his ear, and he's connected to Erevos. Um, he sends assassins out to kill the other kings. Well, no, um, he just sends them for terror reasons. He's not going to send them to terrorize um, them. He's sending them to kill them. I feel like, well, no, he needs them alive he literally in order said to join his side. But I think what's going to happen is that they're, like at least one of them is going to actually die. And he's yeah. going to be like, that's not what we agreed upon. Yeah. This is going to be like. Send shadow assassins out unless you want them to. Like, haven't you seen Game of Thrones, Viren? Like, this is. You, you birth the shadow assassin and then you have it kill another. Like, <laughs> this cake. is what he did here. I mean, oh. he did actually kill some people in the end, but he definitely sent out these soldiers, to, not soldiers, shadow things to be like, just make them piss their pants or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think he I was doing it more so as a threat versus like a. It was, it was, it was fast. I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it, I agree. I agree. That's the intent. It was like as a threat, and then uh, he gets arrested at the end um, after he's fighting back, and so he is deposed or whatever at the end. Um, and notably, while he's uh, fighting back, the the king's bird is freed, and he flies out the window. So, how um, long will it take for him to find Ezrin and Callum and talk to Ezrin? 
Okay, so if you didn't listen to the season one podcast or you're unaware, the ki- the bird is in the ki- the king is in the bird. Um, <laughs> the bird is still in animals. Oh my and, god! And he can talk yeah, to animals. That yeah. was all season one. We made no progress on this <laughs> season. The king is still in the bird. Why are we why are we trapping him oh, there? Okay, oh the only progress that we made is that we've made it more accepting of the fact that Ezrin can talk to animals. Yeah, and so it's like. A very subtle setup. And yeah, you can link to the yeah. Um. Anyway, the the king is still like this is this is still a, the theory is still true. Like it's clearly the bird is still the king. Um, yeah. Like, but we just did nothing with it. What? Which is <laughs> so frustrating. Really Why can't we pay this theory off? And he's going to get to Callum first, probably because Ezrin's going back to the kingdom. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he runs into Ezrin as he's walking back. I mean, I hope so. just just checking in the 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 bird king theory is still true um yeah okay so viren this so i was really harsh on viren last season last podcast i called viren the unalak of the show (laughs) um, (laughs) really yeah it's it's, that's that's my it's my harshest condemnation i think viren's better this season he's do but i think he's doing more interesting things i still think viren's just not an interesting character agreed Um, but but actually, Viren's like the weakest element of the show, and yeah. he's 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 just kind of this like he's he's doing interesting things this season. Erevos is interesting, so at least there's good things going on around him, as opposed to last season he was just sitting and torturing people. But um, like it was still like last season, I said whenever we cut back to Viren in the castle, um, that was the worst part of the season. This season, I think like not to an as much of an extent because of Erevos. I think Erevos is fascinating, so I yeah. think it's it's yeah. not, it's mm-hmm. not as bad here. Um, Beatrice, what do you think of Erebos? I mean, what do I think of Erebos? I mean, I want to say something very quick about Viren before yes. we get to Erebos, because Erebos is going to take up some time. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're, we're running no, late but, here. We have um, only so much time for Oh, Erebus, sorry, yes. sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, but no, Viren, I'm just like, I'm just very confused because I thought I sh- he should have been, I feel like he was already competent and like I thought we had already set him up as a villain in the first season. So the fact that we're still, we were still setting him up in the second season to me and like giving us like all these reasons of why like why he had to do certain things for me it was just a little slow but also i like the the things that we got from him so i just i needed to say that i mean i like that we got Erebos. i like that we got like the backstory and Varen being the one to say it. I, I like that i just feel like that should have been first and then we got like evil Varen. does that make sense mm. like i feel like we yeah. already knew that he was evil based on the first season season so the fact that we would get all these redeeming qualities after i mean for like the whatever he was like oh he was started out as a good guy and now he's not like i feel like erevos should have been introduced in the first season is what i'm thinking i don't know yeah, That's yeah i just I don't, I don't know what viren viren's like in the first season i was frustrated with this because mm-hmm. i thought the king was the bird and i thought viren helped the king into the bird so he didn't actually like yeah i thought they were on the same side and it's confusing because he's doing all these bad things but he has like redeeming qualities we continue that this season like he's still doing like he's supposed to be a morally great character i guess um but it, it just doesn't guess, contrast just, well with him trying to kill our well, leads just, and stuff. Yeah, not well, just that, but it's just that their elements are just so evil. And I'm just like, and like the voice, the way that he's act, the voice acting goes, like it, it's not, it's so hard to see him as anything but evil is for me. So that's why I was like very confused of why they're trying so hard to make him more. I get why they're trying to make him more morally gray. I just think that the, the elements are a little not chronological in a way. It just feels nonlinear. And I'm like, I don't like this. But that's just me. It, it's 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 confusing. Well, I, I, I just found him like super boring. Like I remember whenever he first went back to the mirror in the season, I was like, why are we going back to the mirror? Like, can we just not? And he like would just sit in front of it. And I was like, this is not exciting at all. And it wasn't only until he started to like actually interact with the mirror 
that I was like, okay, like, you're still messing with the mirror, sure, like, can we go back to, like, Caleb? Like, let's see what's going on with him, which is shocking because, you know, after the first season, you know, Caleb wasn't our favorite, but, and then when we introduced um, Erevos, I was like, okay, like, this is exciting, who are you, like, friend? And then it was only then that I was like, yeah, but can we go back to Erevos for a moment? Because, <laughs> I mean, Viren, Viren, yes, we're going back to Viren, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does say something when the most interesting parts of you, your character are the people around the character. You know, like I, I only cared about Viram because he was telling the story of all these other characters. I only cared about Viram because he was with Erevos. Yeah. And I, I mean, I stand by my thing. Erevos should not be smirking that way. Like, Jesus, Erevos. Like, <laughs> well, I like together. Just- I just don't understand what, like, Viren's motivations are at this point anymore. Like, he wants to start a war, but why? Power. Like. Yeah, because power. Like, okay, man. I get, I get it. Ooh. It's it's not it's unclear because he, he. I think I think he thinks he's doing the right thing. Yeah, by the, starting a war, like yeah, how exactly. Yeah. But, okay, I want to know. I want to know yeah. why he thinks that's a good thing. But we I don't know. We don't really get it. Dive into that. Well, yet. yeah, and that's my frustrations with him. Is like I'm like, okay, you want to start this war, and you're trying to recruit the other kingdoms in the in the human land, but why? Like why you? You, you killed the king because he didn't want to start your war, but what is your war for? Like, why are we, like... He wants to be seen as a hero who, like, defeated the elves and the dragons and all magical things, but this is why I have a problem with him working with an elf. Like, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's like kind of like, wait, so are you against the dragons? Are you against the elves? Are you just against Zadia? Like, why are you against Zadia? Are you against like magic? Like, is that yeah. the reason why your marriage failed? Like, yeah. what? And I had like continued to use it. And I had like a theory of like maybe this is like maybe this is what's been like driving him. But then I I backed out of it because I was like, that's not it. I don't know. I just I'm like, I, I the thing with Viren is Viren is that he's just so. Nothing makes sense with him. I still don't know what his main plan is. I don't, I, I'm like, if you want, do you want to be king? Is that it? Or I don't know. I just, just the ultimate Trump supporter. I guess. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm just, I'm trying. Or is he acted, or is like he said, Erevos is like, do you just want power? And, you know, like, so er, like that's Erevos's, but is, is that what he wants? So you just, he just wants power. But I feel, I feel like the show wants me to think that he's acting in supposed best interests as well. So I, well, I, I just am continually confused by what the show wants me to think about. Here. I mean, I think it's both. It's a bit of both. He wants power and he also wants to sort of do, do the right thing, I guess, in his mind. But he wants to yeah. do the right thing for that power. Like yeah, I think Claudia is the good is. Claudia is the good portrayal of morally gray in the show. Um, because we like we actually know like like she's sympathetic. We know like she's she has all these things. Like she she's uh like a good person, but she also has the dark magic thing, and she also has convictions about that. I don't know where Viren stands on anything, so it's like not a. Well, I don't think it's a successful morally gray. Yeah, portrayal, well, I don't, and I don't they, understand any of it. They sort of like threw like little tidbits about him. Like there's the whole like backstory like with him and King Harrow and all of that. And I was like, okay, I guess we're supposed to be trying to understand who you are in this story. Uh, at least in terms like I thought the whole story was great but like in terms of Viren's character I was like okay I guess we're trying to understand who you are and then like the only other information that we get about uh, Viren is like Claudia just like throwing it away to Ezra and saying like oh yeah my parents are separated and I was like so this is like again it, it leads me nowhere and that's the most frustrating part yeah. yeah. Um, how about Erevos? So we we all like Erevos. Yeah. Well, here, I, who is this mystery creature? He, okay, he was introduced in the first episode. He was the narrator talking. So he's the narrator. He's also in the about, opening. Yeah. Yeah, he's in the opening and he's doing the monologue about magic. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, he scares me. 
The other thing is we learned well, like, that in the uh, best way. We yes, learned exactly. that his, his cube, uh, Cal, Callum, what, huh? Callum's cube <laughs> is uh, connected to Erevos. Uh, that's the other thing we know. It's Erevos' yeah. key. Um, yeah. But, so. but also, is he just, like, connected to all dark magic, period? Because I feel like, like he was, I mean, I thought at first he was definitely manipulating the fever dream, but I also don't really think that's what's happening. I don't think that was happening. I think yeah. the dream was all inside Caleb's head. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. We, there, there's just a lot of unknowns about Erevos. Um, I think like obviously he's like very intriguing. Obviously everyone's into the his character design. design um, yeah, yeah. They <laughs> so, replaced one hot elf with another hot elf. Yeah, where's Runa? I mean, he's in the coin. <laughs> also, they did a great job casting his line. voice. Like, yeah. I did not Ere- expect the face stealer to come out. Yeah, Erevos is the voice of Ko from Avatar. That so. was. Oh uh, no! Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Why did you do this? And here's the thing: he still uses a bug. Oh no! No, why did you do this? That's great. That's no. great. I I read uh, an article on The Verge, I think it was, where they talked about like Erevos and yeah, it was just really it was really interesting. Um, if I can find it, I'll share it with yeah, everyone. So I, I think Erevos is like he makes the Viren stuff intriguing, but the the problem is we don't pay anything off with Erevos. We still know nothing about him, so it's it's not like anything culminated with him this season. It was just like okay, we uh, this guy's intriguing. Let's 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 see what's up. I mean, it's en- it's enough, I guess, but um, it's not like it's a complete storyline yet. See, yeah. but like, see, this is how you do. Like not knowing enough about a character, but still finding them fascinating. Not this is like better Vi- than Varen, not yeah, like yeah. Viren, where it's like okay, it's all murky or whatever. I'm just, I just for me, it's like there are certain characters. Like not every villain, not every character has to be morally gray. You know, like for instance, if you want to do like a villain that is morally gray and conflicted, like you already set that up with Claudia. Like you got it. You don't yeah. need every. I think Varen's, single- Varen's redundant. Yeah. Like Varen is like the is like. Like, Erevos is a great one for, like, okay, we don't know enough about him, but clearly he's not great. Clearly he's not good, but because he's trapped or whatever. But then with Varen, it's, like, this weird – I don't know. I'm just – I mm, yeah. I think Erevos might be straight evil. We'll see. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, like, why couldn't, like, Varen – like, I don't know. I just feel like they could have had, they could have had more fun with Varen if they didn't restrict themselves to being, like, no, we have to keep him morally great. Yeah, like, you could okay, still okay, have him be work. evil. He's, he's better this season. We'll see what's up with Viren next season. I feel like Ere, if the Dragon King has the mirror, like with Erevos trapped, I feel like he's, uh, we think the Dragon King's good. So Erevos, uh, trap, trap Erevos for a reason. Yeah. Um, probably at least the element of chaos. I don't know. Um, but yeah, everyone very intrigued with Erevos. I think rightly so. But, uh, well, okay. Uh, other, other smaller things here. Quick hits as we, I mean, one of these is a big thing, but, uh, General Amaya sidelined the season largely, I'd say, but she had some action sequences. She, we opened the season with her and we also in another episode have her at the breach, um, fighting Sunfire Elves. Um, but we, we see Amaya in the flashback, less of her this season. I know I saw Aaron tweeting about how they had a big storyline with Amaya that they couldn't get to this season. So that'll be next season. So I'm just saying, like, can I just, who's shipping her with that elf though? Me. Like, (laughs) I mean, come on, like, come on, come on. (laughs) I mean, come on. The chemistry was there. It It was, was, it was, there was, there was some (laughs) unresolved um, tension, tension there, and um, I'm just saying, like you, no, they, I agree with you. Like I'm, I, look, that's how the best relationships start with <laughs> both of them trying to kill each other. Fighting and and the lovers, okay. guys. It's the exactly. Best it's apparently like, give it me is. the 94k fic about it. I'm so. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
That, that is prime fic material. I, I, I was, I wasn't super into the breach scenes. We only got a few of them, but just because we did, there's no narrative behind it. Like I have no idea what's it happening. Just it so. felt out of place because literally it happened twice. Never came back to it. Yeah. D- no speaking ever. Really, yep. it was not yep, yep. good. I want more sun elves, especially after like sun elves are cool. You saw her go crazy ballistic. Like I was like, oh hello. Yeah. This this is this is a Ruby thing where you put like the random scenes in the middle and you don't follow up on them this season. So like, well, this this was Mercury and Emerald from no. this season. Saying so. they're from Rooster Teeth now. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, okay, con- continuing. Okay, last last major thing we have to talk about is uh, we 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 talked about a lot already. So we meet Anya. We talk. We we said we love Anya and her mom yes, in the flashback. Her yeah. unnamed moms, who uh, were the queens of that kingdom, and we see them going invent- on the, uh, the 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 journey to get the heart of the Titan, and um, we see them kiss, and we see them though they sacrifice themselves in order to hold off thunder um, at the yeah. end. Basically, is what mm-hmm. we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a complicated subject. Uh, yeah. uh, very very briefly, like what. Uh, Overall, though, like, how do you feel about it overall now about what we saw from the moms this season, Beatrice? I mean, okay, so overall, I I liked what I saw. The problem is, it's still a trope. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they are like uh, they are the only LGBT characters on screen that we've seen. Um, and they were killed one, they weren't part of the main crew and they were killed off like in two episodes, they were introduced in one and killed off in the next. Like this isn't the most egregious version of that trope because it isn't like a show where the first, like it, I've seen it done in a more egregious fashion and just like completely, um, on a, like in a, just in a very, un- a very bad way. The 100. <laughs> um, yeah. So at least with this one, it's completely like they, they were just there to be um, lionized. You know, they were mm-hmm. there to be, they, this is, this, we knew, like, this is the story of these heroes, these legends. And when I, and like, what I said before about how so often it's the women who are saying, no, don't do something crazy. And these are the women who are sacrificing themselves, who are putting themselves in danger and are becoming those, like, legends that we know, that people, like, aspire to be. So for me, it's kind of like, yes, it's a trope. Um, and the, the only way this could be fixed is if we have more LGBT characters in the future. It's like, that's the only thing, like, you know, this is only the second season. We're going to get more seasons. So the only way that this could be like, they, they don't have to undo, like the way that they can undo all this is simply like just having more LGBT characters in there. And I mean, it's, again, it's not the greatest introduction to the LGBT characters in that like, like the first two you see are the ones who are killed off in the next episode. But at the same time, the characters themselves were treated with respect. And not only that, they decided to sacrifice Thank themselves. You. Like there was there a, they were the ones who did. This isn't some accidental thing or the le- like, if this isn't that, oh, we have sex for the first time and now I'm just going to die by some accidental, magical, whatever thing that's beyond my power. No, these two women knew what they were giving up. They knew what they were doing. They had the entire agency to go, hey, we are going to sacrifice ourselves for our kingdom because we're the queens and that is our duty. Mm -hmm. Um, And they did that. So for me, it's kind of like, yes, it's a trope, but like it's, you know, it's like, it's it's to the point where I'm like, look, if we see more LGBT characters in the future, then I'm not going to have a problem with this at all. It's a trope, yeah. but it was very well written. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that the two biggest things for me are that 
the positive is that they kiss on screen, which is huge. We've covered this extensively on this podcast. Queer characters don't kiss on screen in kids shows animation. Um, so this is a big deal. They're not main characters or anything, so it's not as significant as some of the previous ones we got last year. But this is still a big deal. It's prominent. They kiss on screen. Like, that's fantastic. Um, the negative is that these are the first in-show queer characters that we get. Yeah. And they're, and they're and gone. They're, yeah. They, they're introduced dead. Like it, I don't yeah, know that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's a straight they're killed off. We know that they're dead already. Um, but yeah, it's 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 it's. I do think it's like tangentially uh, uh, fridging, and um, you know, it's 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 just ill conceived because the first in- and I, I understand that um, Runin is gay and that we referenced his husband in the sketches and the credits. I don't think that counts as in. Show. Wait, we have. Um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. No, oh, that's it's yeah. Uh, that, but that's like that's not a thing that's been presented in the show. I think the cred- yeah. those credit sketches mm-hmm. don't really count. It's also like implied. Um, like these are the first people we see in the show that are together. Um, it's just it's just ill conceived to have your first in show yeah queer presenting characters uh, be dead. Um, I don't understand why we did that. I saw this uh, tweet thread from Aaron Haas. Uh, we talked about this. He said they're like they're debating whether to include it or not because they they knew that they were aware of the trope. They decided the positives outweighed the negatives. Um, I could see that. I just think like, how hard is it to just make queer characters earlier than this? Like put exactly. this later, like just yeah. put the second, like why? I, I assume people we know like Runin are gay in the show. Why can't you just tell us that already? Like, yeah. This doesn't need to be a season three and four thing. You can tell us in season one. Yeah. If is gay, just tell us like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The I only just, other that, is, that just, I don't understand. just do it. Like why, why do we have to tiptoe around it? Be- yeah. If you want to be like, yeah, it's, it's 2019, like, you know, qu- like queer representation is becoming more of a thing, especially in the media. And, but like everyone still wants to like tiptoe around it and they're like, oh, well, we'll introduce these. It, it almost felt like kind like a small, tiny, like slap in the face. We're like, we'll introduce these two, you know, queer characters and we'll have them kiss on show and then we'll, we'll kill them off because if people get really mad about it, then we can be, we just won't introduce any more. But if people really like it, then we can introduce more. And it, I, I, that's like the most fresh it's, it's like mind boggling to me. Like, why are we doing that? Like be, be forward and just put more queer characters in the show. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, if it's censorship, then I understand because censorship is uh like really a huge problem and is widespread in the industry and stuff if like this is an independent studio and netflix is not going to intervene as much so i'm not sure if it is but it's definitely um, not well no it, it, no it really could be but uh it's but if it is th- like tell us it is you know what i mean like i, mean, I would then, rather you uh, just told me I, I know i know but no there's like ndas and stuff on that yeah like, it's, it's, it's not but because it's netflix it can't be censoring issues no, no. well there's there's other influences it's not just netflix there's also yeah. like, uh, sponsors and the st- i mean they're they're an indie studio if any situation's not going to have it, it might be the show. But um, at the same, it's uh, I don't know, international. I don't know. Um, but it's just it seems like like when when seemingly like straight people write shows, they always like don't think that you should have queer characters presented right from the start. You need to build up to it, and mm-hmm. it seems like this is another case of that. And I just don't understand it. it it's honestly illogical. Like there's really no explanation. Like explanation, yeah. you can't say a character's gay like right away. There, there's there's no reason we, we understand that people are straight it's been presented earlier than this and yet these are the only people that we see are gay in the show um and it's just a bad luck having having them die right away the only other i mean yeah it's bad because it's a terrible trope but the only other saving grace about this is because anytime it's used in other shows it's always almost always like 99 percent for shock value and we knew going in that it would happen because it's a story from the past 
Yeah. Considering what they're doing, they do handle it. It well. doesn't make it better, yeah. but it kind of does. It's it's I don't have problems with the execution. I have problems with the concept. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you all agree on that. Yeah. 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 So, but that being said, I guess for me overall, they do it's so important to get these kisses on screen and normalize this for me that I think the positives do outweigh the negatives. I guess yes. I agree with Aaron. I just it, still don't understand does. why you can't do this and have the characters earlier, but it's just so important to have to have uh, have same-sex people kissing on the screen. So, See, but that's I mean, would it still would it be as bad or as much of a slap in the face if they did have other queer characters before this or would you get yeah you it would, be it would, no off? it would be um i mean it still might be annoying but it's not going to be nearly not as annoying well, yeah. i think yeah. the, i mean that's the thing though i think it's that and this is like you see the the thing is that's the, that's the whole thing with like the barrier gaze trope is that usually it's only one character that of everybody and the chances are they're going to end up in it in a in a bad ending for themselves. So like the fact the only solution to the barrier gaze trope is to have more gay characters. So that yeah, so that they can be treated like any other characters so that when if a gay character is killed off, it's the same thing as when a straight character is killed off. Or so, like revive you know them I mean? back as zombies. So you know, but you know what I mean? It's like it's like it's the only solution to this is to have more of them. Um so that when so that, so that writers don't feel like they can't do anything thing with their with any character yes so, you know what i mean so they can so they can feel like they're not restricted by any character the only solution is well and have more lgbt characters so that when you right. do kill one lgbt of, character yeah. off you don't have to kill like the only lgbt character yes um so yeah. like that's the thing but i mean for me it's kind of like I, we you know anya still exists and i think yeah. her mo- mother's meant a lot to her so i do think like this isn't gonna be like Oh, this isn't like, oh, barrier gay stuff. Like, we're going to forget about them later. It's like, no, like, okay, like one and done. We're never going to deal with them again. They do. They were people that cared that we cared a lot of that, that a character cares a lot about. And they left a huge legacy behind. Exactly. And not just that, but I mean, it's kind of like with Callum and Ezra and, and their mom and now their dad. Where it's like yes. they are still going to be dealing with the death of their parents, yeah. and so, so is they, Anya. And we could Anya see more flashbacks. Gonna, so many dead yeah. parents. So if Anya and Ezra are going to be like the kids. They're going to have to like deal with these adults and their <laughs> young leaders. They're going to probably bond over this too. My mom's um, dead. Mine too. Uh, like, we have so know, much in oh common. Oh my gosh! You know, so, like you <laughs> know, I mean, shipping, I'm telling so, you. I'm just saying, like, on, like there's still remnants of their lives there, and it's in the most obvious of ways through their daughter. You know, so yeah. it's that, 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 that's my favorite part on how they executed it is that uh, Anya's their daughter and exactly. like, we were we had her at the end reflect on them and uh like th- that's just really meaningful like the product of queer love is is visible on screen and mm-hmm. uh, is, she's, a is, she's amazing she's great she's great yeah so I, I i do i do think it's it's all things considered executed well just uh it's you know, a let's, let's sh- yeah and also and at the end of this uh thread aaron says that uh, there are more there is more rep coming in the show so um maya yeah. and that sun out Please. Uh, I don't think mm-hmm. he said that, but I mean, I that's, that's what he said, though. What's the shift? Oh, that's, what, that's what you heard. Okay. Has a name. I just forgot. Yeah, what yeah. It is. They they named yeah. it on Twitter. I could go look it up, but yeah, do it because we need to come up with their ship name. Um. Yeah, I guess I guess so. Uh, okay. Look, uh, the other stuff. Other stuff from the backstory. So we, so we haven't talked a ton about Soraya. I thought Soraya was. She's the amazing. best. Amazing. I also think Soraya and um and and the king were incredible. I forgot to mention when we were talking about like favorite things. This scene where they're training and like cashing it out, not training, but yeah. like discussing. That was like yeah. my favorite scene in the whole episode. That's so good. The, yeah. the whole season. 
Yeah. Harrow and Sarai, great. Yeah, it's maybe best romance on the we show. We stand a power one. couple forever. We do. We do. <laughs> it's so good. Um, it's so good. I don't like that. I don't. I didn't like that Sarai sacrificed herself too. Me oh neither. Oh my gosh, I yeah. hate that it was for Varen. I know. Yeah, oh, but, but here's compl- yeah, but, like come on. Yeah, we don't like Varen. Here's the thing: we don't see Sarai like die as blatantly as like we also don't see the queen die. But Sarai, we don't. We really don't see the re- resolution of that. It's, it could be that she's alive with the elves. Well, see, this is why people are saying that Varen probably killed her. Or Viren killed her. Like, there could be some shenanigans. Like, or Viren's the only one that knows she's alive and just doesn't want to bring it up because he doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. he doesn't want her there. But um, that could be a twist. I don't know how. Good like, that if would he, play. if he did kill her, then all this morally gray nonsense makes no sense. What if she's yeah. a bird too? <gasps> oh, oh my <laughs> gosh! She should be a true she's romance. She's the parent. Yeah. So time be, she was the wow, parent. she's the parent. No, oh no, guys, she's gonna be the good version of Raven. <laughs> okay that's from from ruby yeah okay uh but yeah it, it could be that uh callum and ezra think they're orphans and yet both their parents are alive uh i don't know what I, a we'll, shock we'll see. That's, i don't know how that would be but uh the, the other kings and queens too uh, we didn't get a lot of them but uh they're the, the current ones in the, the war council or whatever i thought they were also war council i like the uh the queen the, i guess she's a queen yeah, who keeps lady, yeah um, yelling at um, Viren. Viren, <laughs> you're like that's Shh, I stand her. <laughs> She's that's me. Her tra- that's her only trait, but it's a good trait. The other other new characters are the the lads and Berto, um, the, the the ship captains. Yes, uh, I, I, I love them. Yeah, <laughs> great. we we're on a good track record with uh, Netflix really... shows introducing awesome sea captains in the middle of the seasons. Uh, yes, yeah. Seahawk over Valads, but he's also no. Valads. How dare you? They're both good. Look, don't don't make me stand. Sea no, Hawk I know they're tied. I can't pick one. Yeah, Maybe I can't one. either. Okay, good. Um, Especially because uh, he had that moment where the name of his ship is called Ruthless. <laughs> Because his wife doesn't like, like just doesn't like going yeah. on. <laughs> that was a good joke, yeah. That was I, the jokes were on point this season, I think. Yeah. Most of them. Not all of them, yeah. but Oh my god. The best reference though. Sailor Moon. All, the Sailor Moon reference. Yes. Okay, so we had the yeah, we'll talk about yeah, so we had the Sailor Moon reference with Rayla, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and, also and then we also the had the Lord, Lord of the, of the Rings, Rings reference. Yeah. Yeah. One was not simply what walk into Zadia. Um so that was a lot. I don't know. It was. <laughs> it was, it was a lot. Like I had to. Be, I, I needed a moment. I actually <laughs> paused and forced. I had to walk around. Yeah. Uh, okay. The, the, I mentioned this, but uh, getting into random things now. The 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 theme of like telling people hard things that'll hurt them. I thought that, and we saw the parallel of Har- oh, yeah, uh, that was really uh, Harrow and that Callum, was and then Callum telling Ezrin, and then Ezrin repeats it too later in the season. That might have been the best thing. This I mean, season, I honestly. when I was rewatching yesterday, and I got to season no, not season episode six, when you like realize yeah. um, Callum got that from Harrow, I did cry. It was really that's yeah, so good. I, it was I really do. good. It was hard. <laughs> I didn't think I'd cry the second time, but I couldn't stop. Oh yeah, it's it's it's, and then as as an repeating at the end, I don't know. It's it's, it's it, that was so fantastically handled. I, I it's really, it, really it like kind that. of is a little overkill because he says it like three times in the last episode, but it's good. We certainly don't uh, underplay things on the show, but that's okay. Yeah, um, I thought. Yeah, it was, okay. Uh, fa- favorite episode. Um, uh-huh. I, I'm backstory uh-huh. ones, uh, and yeah. yeah, I mentioned those. Yeah, two. yeah, five. Yeah, Five. five and five. six. Five, five and six. six. Yeah. Okay. Easy. I also, I mentioned this. I really love Half Moon Lies episode two. Yeah. Um, I liked. Yeah. Just, um. The wait. Hold on. I have to figure out which one it is. I'll come back to you. So, I so really the other, enjoyed. The, the fourth one, uh, I, yeah. Go ahead. Rachel. I enjoyed. Uh. Uh. What is it? Number seven. Fire and Fire Fury. And, yeah. That's my fourth one. Yeah. Yeah. Fire mine too. Fury. 
That's my third, actually. That's basically the finale, I feel like. And uh, there's just a lot of action fighting the dragon, a Mm -hmm. lot of uh, good stuff with that. Um, yeah, I think those four are like the ones that jump out to me this yeah. season. Yeah, I will. I will yeah. say like when when um the dragon hits sends Soren flying, and it, when he hits the rock, you can hear bone break. Yes, and like you can hear like the the how much of a hit that was. So I remember being like, ooh, but then I was like, oh, but they won't. And then when you hear him call for Claudia, I was like, oh, oh, oh god, you're right. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, very good use of that. Also, I. Again, we Soren is not our favorite, but the fact that he said his catchphrase was kind of amazing. What's his catchphrase? So it's like things like things are Soren or something like oh, that. Oh, things are coming oh. up Soren. Yeah, things are coming up Soren. I was like, oh god. my god, you have a catchphrase. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> he would have again. his own catchphrase. Yep, everything is coming up Soren. I was. Look, just we'll like, be we'll be standing Soren next. Soren basically, next that's, what that's what I think, you guys. Yeah. Uh, Corvus. Um, yes, we stand a sexy man. He have a ton to do. He didn't. He did it. He's great. He was great. He he served a really great purpose because he did what no one else could do. You're a weird king, Ezrin. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, you guys, you guys, Mm -hmm. Lujane. Dude, when she's giving advice, it's the yeah, greatest Lou Jane's thing. Advice, you like her. Oh, I thought you yeah. were shipping them for a second. No, <laughs> no, That's interesting. Lou Jane's really good. Yeah. She's great. I love her. Thing. I can't believe we haven't talked about it. But if oh man, that was really good. For, I'll do my best to fake it. But it's... Yeah. Yeah, Lou Jane. Uh, by the way, Ellis and Ava, I, I, I stand. So do I. Thank you. Sidelines yeah, very yeah, quickly. Like not go with them. That sucks. Yeah, they didn't go. We, we were wondering at the end of last season whether they'd be part of the main crew. Yeah, that's a one-legged dog. No, not one-legged, uh, three-legged. <laughs> three, three legged, yeah. one-legged. That's, like, very impressive. Yeah. Um, any any theories about Callum's cube, which we know is connected to our, our Erebos now? It's a key, the key of Erebos. It will open the mirror? Maybe that's, maybe that's why he can oh, do magic. Oh, yeah, maybe it will open the, the mirror. It's, uh, Callum's going to be very upset whenever he continuously points it at himself and the dark magic symbol shows up. Mm. Oh, that's what I predict. Does this mean whatever, if he's going to use... Um, Sky magic. Will that? Will the evil part of the cube also light up when he does that? Oh, like a dual thing. Yeah. Oh, is Callum gonna become like the freaking avatar and be able to do all of them? Like Aramis? <laughs> that's 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 much annoying. Avatar, right? Because he's the master. Oh, that's gonna be. Yes, he is gonna learn. All six. Yeah, that's how he's gonna unlock it is by learning all of them. So that when he brings oh, yeah, the cube to him, that's how he unlocks yeah. it, and then he unlocks the Erebos, and then Erebos is released. So it's like surprise, you unleash the big bad by doing the thing that you supposedly. I yeah. can't do. Yeah, or maybe he was Erebos all along. It's going to be book two all over again. Oh, man. And now it's like, why? Why? Of Korra. I should have clarified. It's okay. Of Rip. Um, okay. Last thing. Soul Regim at the end of the show. Hoops? The Sun Dragon is Hoops? here. Hoops? Hoops? Yeah. Hoops? <laughs> the big finale. Soul Regim is here. We're hyped for Soul Regim. <laughs> Woo! Soul Regim. Woo! So he is from the original promotional art that we saw. The first image of Dragon Prince that we saw had Soul Regim on it. Um, that that's, that's all I have to say. But that's, that's, all, that's all we know about him. Hoomst. <laughs> literally. Hoomst. I hate the name it? so much. It's kind of stupid. Soul so Regim. It's so silly. It's just kind of like you see him and then you see the music swell and everyone's like, dun, dun, dun. And I'm like, he looks Wait, cool. who are you? Okay, I really do not like that that was the two-second ending. Like, literally the last two seconds. I feel like they had just mentioned Soul Regem anywhere else in the season. Just like a slight little drop. It doesn't even have to be Callum and them. It could have been 
anyone I else. I thought it would be Rayla since she knew his name. Yeah. yeah I mean, it could have been Rayla, but I mean, it could have been, um, it could have been Erebos, anyone, anyone. Yeah. Just Even let Viren. the audience know. Just let the audience know what was going on. Like, that would have been enough. Like, so presume, presumably the dragon from episode seven told that was Soul what Magic I'm assuming that Zim is coming. Yeah. So that's why he's there. But also, first of all, Thunder, Sol Regum. How do you go from whatever? I don't know. What do you mean? No, the, the names are the names. Not the- <laughs> One is so literal and the other is just literal in like I mean, fantasy ways. Son, I guess. But yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Soul. We're so hyped for Soul Regum. We, st- we stand, right? No, it yeah, hurts. Hashtag like host. We stand. No, we stand. <laughs> We you didn't say it hurts hurt. my soul. We hurt on the inside, but we stand. I guess so. Yeah, we stand. I mean, yeah, stand. Yeah. Damn it. We stand, but at what price? Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Price? Uh, final thoughts, Beatrice. Um, I I liked the season. Um, and I'm excited for next season. I hope next season, um, the pacing goes a little bit faster. I hope that there's more next season, and we better get Amaya and her girlfriend, Sun Elf, please. Yes. Wait, and Dylan. What's you. her name? Yeah, uh, I don't, I'll look fine. I'll look for it uh, while we give final thoughts. <laughs> April final thoughts here. <laughs> um, uh, I still really enjoyed this season. Uh, it was it was a really good like continuation from the first. Uh, very much looking forward to the third season. Like I'm a little bit more hyped for the third season than I was for the second season. Um, and so I'm just hoping that next season will live up to whatever hype that I have going on inside of my body right now. <laughs> nice. Uh, you might hear me. You might hear my scroll reel in the background because I'm scrolling through the Dragon Prince uh, Twitter reblogs. Way too much fan like, art. So that's retweets. So that's what. Oh I'm yeah, they retweet through. a lot. It's, 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 I, tur- I turned off retweets. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, I guess I click on Tumblr. It's too. probably easier Allie, that way. Final thoughts, Allie. I also. I mean, I did enjoy the season. I wasn't really hype about it because I kind of thought it would be going slower. But I do see why they're doing it. I kind of am hoping we will get into more of the actual plot now that Sol Regum is here. Because he's probably the plot. Sol Regum. Sol Regum. <laughs> but I only have two requirements for, well, not even for next season, but just from now on. And that is more gays and more Sunfire Elves. That's all I care about. How about both? Yeah, they, both. those, those are the both? two things so I need. Combine, combine oh. them. So her name is Janai. Okay, okay so Janai and Amaya. What's the ship name, guys? Um, Janai and Amaya. Jemaya. Jemaya, there you go. <laughs> um, there you go. Um, I did forget to mention one thing. Um, my final thoughts, because I, I, this is something I. Okay, so I need there to be more about. I need if human. Okay, because at this point, I left the season being like humans suck. There's nothing worth saving for them. Like humans deserve all the destruction. Like they deserve the death. Like they all the problems they've caused have been on themselves. Like this can't be just humans messing up and then them having to try and fix their problems and it's just making it worse. Like if we want, I need a little bit more of like. I need to understand why, like, Zadia is, like, also a bit of a threat. I'm like, give me some more darkness from Zadia as well. Or, I mean, I just, I'm getting a little bit tired of, like, I have no reason to support humans. Like, I have no reason. Like, I don't like humans in this show. Like, like, I don't. So I I never like humans ever, so I'm with you. So I just, I'm like, I just, I need there to be something. In real life, in media, everywhere. (laughs) I'm just like, can humans stop being dumb for one second? For what? Like, but look, Anya is human. Okay, that's the redeeming. I'm just saying, she's the only redeeming. redeeming. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, literally the only one. Like, Ezrin, Ezrin's precious. I mean, like, even in the backstory of them going to kill the Titan, I'm just like, you are poking at a bear that's not bothering you. Like, that's still like a thing. I'm just like, 
it, they can't, we, I feel like we've reached the point where it's like, okay, we've learned all the past mistakes humans have made. Let's move forward and actually learn from these mistakes. Like, goodness. And this is what Sarai was trying to explain to Harrow yeah. too. And that's why I love her. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, can we like, okay, we all know it's bad now. We know that's a bad choice. Can we not make it anymore? Like this season has sold it. Can we like stop making it? Oh man. We'll get get into that. Now that we're in Zeta, we can get into all the problems that elves have too. And the the morals, everyone sucks. Not just humans. (laughs) I mean, I awful. I'm just like, it's fine if humans are the ones that suck. But if that's the case, then just like stop giving us humans to care about. You know what I mean? It's like, just let's just end humans. Let's Please. just have a whole... So dark, jeez. <laughs> She's right, though. No, she... <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> okay. There you go. That's it. Uh, yeah, it was a fun season. That's my final thoughts. <laughs> Way too long, but that's okay. Fun Where's season, all humans so, need to the die. The show inspires... Oh, no, no. Okay, you heard it here first. All the humans are dying in the season. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, let us know what you thought of Book 2, Sky, and our discussions here at OverlyAnimated.com or at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. Subscribe to not miss any of our future podcasts, including a future Dragon Prince podcast. Um, and come on to our Patreon, our Discord to talk with us about uh, Dragon Prince on our Dragon Prince, currently Dragon Prince spoilers channel at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. A lot of interesting discussion going on. And support us via Patreon if you liked our like two-hour podcast on the season. Consider supporting us via Patreon patreon.com slash overly animated thanks to all of our current patrons especially our patron of the podcast xavier aka podcast addict and thanks as always to our patron executive producers john ryan steve alex and q um we have regular co- other stuff at overlyanimated.com. we have regular coverage currently of shows genlock and the promise neverland um we had a bunch of miraculous ladybug podcasts recently um and whatever else is coming up in february here i think we love lego movie 2 coverage as well uh, very soon so find all that at overlyanimated.com. thank you for listening guys we will see you next time bye bye bye, bye.